Hey, stackers. In our last episode, the party made it to the Hollow, the eerie land where the third and final part of the divided Witani live. Up to this point, we've only had vague hints of what awaits them there, but as Tira, Bash, and Peter descend into the murky depths of the place, we're beginning to see just how awful it is. What I'd like to do in this special episode is share some behind-the-scenes notes about how I prepared for the Hollow. And maybe you can use a similar approach in designing places and atmosphere for your own games. As always, you're welcome to discard any or all of what I share, but I thought it might be helpful and fun to dig a little deeper in the Hollow's muck and mire. For the next few minutes, we're going to dip back into the DM's Well of Inspiration episode. Remember that one from back in August of 2018? It's hard to believe it's been that long. This time, we're going to look at how to tie in poetry and places that might be local to you to help develop memorable locations in your own games. First, let's hit the poetry side. I've said it numerous times before, but as a DM, I really enjoy trying to create evocative descriptions of places where I include not only appearance, but sounds, feels, and even smells. As a result, I wanted the hollow to look, sound, feel, and smell like an undesirable place to be. I hope I've been effective, but I went about this in a couple ways. In particular, I relied on a bit of ancient poetry to help set the tone. In the Well of Inspiration episode, Thane and I talked about how reading can really help aspiring DMs to add depth and flavor to their game worlds. Just about anything is fair game. Because through reading, you'll begin to understand story dynamics, progression, pacing, uh, character development, and all sorts of other helpful facets of storytelling. Plus, as you read, you'll start to learn about other places and people, and that's when things really begin to get fun for the DM. Really latch on to those sorts of details. Write them down, burn them into your mind, and you'll find that the details might even surface without preparation. As for poetry... My partial inspiration for the Hollow is going to take us way back to the time of the Romans. In the remote province of Hispania, uh, that's Spain today of course, was a poet named Marcus Aeneos Lucanus, or as we call him today, Lucan. Born in modern-day Córdoba, Spain, Lucan was a relative of the influential Senecas and eventually a close friend of the emperor Nero. He was born in 39 AD, but started his masterpiece in about 61, a mere four years before his death. The poem details the civil war that took place between Pompey and Julius Caesar. Uh, That's a time I'm admittedly interested in learning more about. The epic poem is properly called De Bello Kiwili, but is often referred to by its shorthand name of Pharsalia because of the pivotal battle of Pharsalus it describes. In Book 3... Lucan described Caesar's siege of Massilia, a Gallic city. Gaul was the Roman name for France. It was a Gallic city that has become modern-day Marseille, which is along the southern coast in the Mediterranean. Modern accounts of the battle tend to read like standard siege warfare, but Lucan captured in his poem an occasion that, so, so far, I've not seen appear in any of these texts. The people of Massilia had held out against the siege for some time and attributed the success of their defenses to the intervention of a god whom they supposed to live in a sacred grove near to but outside the city. Caesar, who was commanding the Romans, 
ordered that the grove be cut down in an act calculated to provide the dual purpose of making wood for machines that would be used to get his soldiers over the walls, but also to undermine the stubborn Gaul's morale. This was, of course, good thinking, but there was a problem. The Roman soldiers had a healthy superstitious streak, and it unfortunately came to the surface now. They were afraid of the grove and of upsetting its dark and hideous god. A look at a small part of Lucan's poem might clue us in as to why. What follows is perhaps a more poetic translation of the original text, and it comes from Book 3 of the Pharsalia. There stood a grove, which from the earliest time no hand of man had dared to violate. Hidden from the sun its chill recesses, matted boughs entwined prisoned the air within. No sylvan nymphs here found a home, nor pan, but savage rites and barbarous worship, altars horrible on massive stones upreared, sacred with blood of men was every tree. If faith be given to ancient myth, no fowl has ever dared to rest upon those branches, and no beast has made his lair beneath. No tempest falls, nor lightnings flash upon it from the cloud. Stagnant the air, unmoving, yet the leaves, filled with mysterious trembling, dripped the streams from coal-black fountains, effigies of gods rude, scarcely fashioned from some fallen trunk held the mid-space, and pallid with decay, their rotting shapes struck terror. Thus do men dread most the god unknown. Men flee the spot, nor dare to worship near, and even the priest, or when bright Phoebus holds the height, or when dark night controls the heavens, in anxious dread draws near the grove and fears to find its lord. The first time I read this, I think I got goosebumps, especially with those last lines. When dark night controls the heavens, in anxious dread draws near the grove and fears to find its lord. Yeesh. The writing just captured my imagination and painted some vivid images in my head. The snippet made it into my green notebook of Vardalon planning, and I just knew I wanted to do something with it. The result, of course, was the hollow. Like reading, places can be really influential to your thinking and developing as a DM. On my way to and from work each day, I pass by this really cool stretch of swampy land, and one of these days soon I'm going to get out there and take some pictures to share with you all. There's a constant stretch of standing water with trees all through it, and it's really just amazingly inspiring for D&D settings. I apologize I don't have the pictures ready to share with this episode, but it's not the most convenient spot to pull over and take pictures, so I'll get to it when I can and then share those pictures on all of our various sites. With all that said, I think once you see the pictures, you'll agree with me. There's some neat things to draw from what we see every day, if you take the time to slow down and appreciate it. So that's really it for this special, short, Creation Corner episode. Find inspiration in what you read, and keep your eyes peeled for magic happening around you. In the meantime, did this episode help you? Do you have any inspiring book passages, or have you passed any places that have created new worlds in your own mind? Share it with us on Twitter and Instagram at Stackodice. 
or by email at stack.o.dice at gmail.com. We would love to know what has driven your imagination. That's all I have. As always, thank you for listening, and we can't wait to see you next time right here at Stack of Dice.